Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Harmonics. Tonight, I have a local legend, one of the best bass players ever to set stage on any stages in this area. I have the great Tony Kateris. Tony, it's an honor to have you here Thank tonight, Thank you, Greg, man. for having me. I appreciate that Dude, introduction, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty awesome to have you here, Tony. You know, I'm going to get, let's get right into this, you know. We have a little fun here tonight sure. and, and get going. What actually made you get into um, music? My mother and dad played music all the time since we were like one or two years old. Yeah, we had no choice, you know. But then again, when you hear the Beatles over and over and you see all the girls going for them, you know, that sounds like a good thing to do. The girls... The That's girls, it. so it was actually it was the, girls. the girls. Girls and music. Girls. Yes. Kind of a, a very great combination because music brings the babes and the bands bring the babes also. That's that's interesting. Oh. You know, in, in your in your style of music that you play that we'll be getting into more depth in, uh, what are some of the local bands that inspired you to actually get into music? When we were kids, we used to go watch a band called TC Lad. They had long hair. They had a talk box with the tube. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Whoa, 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 whoa. And uh, Mike Gingali and uh, Anton Lucero were in it. Marty Shuhart, Rock Ferguson. Mm -hmm. uh, who else? Uh, yeah, them guys were good, and they had all the girls. Uh -huh. And we and Teddy Vargas and Tim Vargas from Timothy England and Mod used to sit there and watch them. I wanted to be like them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, except for one thing, we couldn't play. You couldn't play at that time. So when was actually <laughs> did you actually? When was actually that you actually? picked up an instrument at what age and that you picked up an instrument to start playing it and, and knew that that was going to be a lifelong journey. Mm -hmm. Well, lifelong journey, that's what I thought it was going to be because I couldn't play with it, mm -hmm. you know. My uncle got a free guitar with an uh, amplifier and I tried to play Oyo Kumova for about three years, maybe a year and a half, nothing. <laughs> didn't play anything. Mm -hmm. yeah. Then one day I went to a friend's house and they had a party the night before. Somebody left the bass on the, on the driveway and I just picked it up and had three strings on it, and it just went. Uh -huh. Black Diamond by Kiss, first song I ever learned, right there on the spot. I didn't even know what happened. All I know is uh, you know, that was my, it. You know, that my was your friend moment. bought me a bass after that at the pawn shop uh, on Washington and Fremont Boulevard. Doug owned it, I think mm -hmm. his name is. Yeah, that was a great thing. You know, when when you were going through your passage in time, trying to learn the instrument, you found a bass on the ground, which is sort of like the Holy Grail. That was became your Holy Grail. <laughs> you know exactly. Yeah, exactly. So. so um, in this, what was the music and the style of music that influenced? I know you mentioned the Beatles and you just mentioned Kiss. What what other music? And Santana, mm -hmm. what else? Black what else? Sabbath back Black then. Black Sabbath. You know, anything that had good bass, you know. Mm -hmm. But Motown mostly because uh, my mom and dad played all the records, mm -hmm. you know, since we were kids. Talking, talking about Motown, give me, a, give me a song that you liked in Motown. Oh, Gladys Knight and the Pips, um, Heard It Through the Grapevine. I heard it through the grapevine. You know that, that version? Yes. Yeah. Really so you'd always, yeah. you'd always hear it in your house? Still play it every day. Play it every day still. It's got good bass in it. You know, it's just good mm -hmm. bass. Anything, Motown. Mm -hmm. You know, you know you, you, you've covered a, 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 so much in your life. Uh, you've played at so many different uh, venues from, you know, Northern California, L.A., all over the place. Who is your favorite bass player, and why is he your favorite bass player of all time? John Entwistle from The Who. Why? Because mm -hmm. he plays absolutely fantastic. And, you know, when bass players play like John Whistle, you have to give the drummer a lot of credit, though, too. Mm -hmm. See, mm -hmm. just like when I played with a guy named Mark the Man Korea, mm -hmm. I don't play bass. Mm -hmm. I play what the drummer plays. Mm -hmm. Whenever the drummer plays, I'm back there trying to study what he does, mm -hmm. have his roles. Mm -hmm. 
And then I just start playing notes to the roles and how he plays because that's a teamwork thing. You know, our job is to be back there and be the rhythm section. You Giant know, whistle. Keith Moon. Keith Moon with Keith Moon. And that's yeah. uh, interesting that you mentioned uh, 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 Mark Career, great, great drummer. You know, what's kind of interesting about that, you just said an interesting point of view, how you keep uh, the, you're solid. You guys keep the, the bottom in the foundation. Uh, you're a very flamboyant bass player when you're on stage. What gave you the incentive to dress the way you dress when you're on stage, have that exuberant? What, what, where did you get that energy, Tony? It's the only clothes that I had, to be honest with y'all. You know, <laughs> I've been wearing the same clothes for about 35 years, to be honest with you. So, you know, it's just what I do. It's black. Mm -hmm. It's tough. Mm -hmm. I like to be tough. Mm -hmm. And I wear sunglasses all the time because mm -hmm. I don't like to see what's out there because it kind of scares me. Like, right now? <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, it feels good. It feels, when I can't see, I can do better, you mm -hmm. know. And uh, Black Sabbath, The Who, you know, I'm just... Johnny Whistle, Black mm -hmm. Hair, Spider, mm -hmm. just cool. You, know, you have a, you have a production uh, company mm -hmm. that you're working with. Get, tell the, the 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 people that what the name of what what it is and what's the actual name of, mm -hmm. of your production company. It's called T Rectus Productions, and I made it up in my bedroom while I was taking care of my mother. Mm -hmm. My mother wasn't doing too well, so I decided to give up music and go take care of her mm -hmm. in Manteca. Mm -hmm. And I was while I was doing that, I had. Uh, I became a land technician specialist. I went to school, so I used my computer skills and just got on the internet and started networking with people and mm -hmm. realized that I could just record my own songs mm -hmm. and throw them out there and see who can who likes them. Mm -hmm. Now, you, when you make websites, you make these things called tags and uh, keywords so people can find you. I just happened to throw the right uh, tags down where people found me and they started listening to and liking it. And next thing you know, I'm I'm in business. Mm -hmm. You know, and people I was making my own money monthly. Just making my own songs, and as you build a fan base, if you have enough people, you can do it. You can do it. Yeah, if you, as long as you keep putting out product right. consistently. Uh, and that's what I like to do. I have no choice. In, in your production um, company, you also write a lot of songs, don't you? Mm -hmm. You're, he, yes, he's sir. a very clever songwriter. What I mean by this, his songs always have some kind of meaning. It's either a song called Lisa that I've had Lisa. the luxury of singing. And also, one of my favorite songs when we were in Hyphen Red together was called Save the Children. What makes Tony write those kind of songs? You, you, you said that you keep your shades on because you're, you know, the outside world. But what makes Tony, where do you have that? Where, where do you get your inspiration, your motivation to write a song? When like I was that? a kid, I was living on the streets quite a bit. So I just decided to write things down. And when you play in bands, local bands, like we did, mm -hmm. it seems like every time you play in a local band, every band will say, can you write a song, can you write a song, if you decide you want to go original. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I decided to write two songs here for FBI, a band called FBI, two songs here for a band called The Stairs. But what was happening was the songs that I was writing were, they were going. Mm -hmm. you know, they were, people were singing them, and I was getting scared because then they would ask me to do more. You know, mm -hmm. you don't know if you can write any more. Right. You might luck out, you know, so... That's why it's taking this long to start doing what I'm doing. I'm 51 years old. Mm -hmm. I know I can do this now and all the time because I've been doing it forever. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have to do this now. Mm -hmm. I, I write songs because I go through them. Save the Children mm -hmm. was simply about American kids on the streets instead mm -hmm. of people in Ethiopia and all that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not saying I don't care about it, that, but you know, nobody talks about American kids too often. Mm -hmm. you know, and I just wanted them to know how I felt and 
a lot of people would come up to me and say, "Do you just really live that song?" Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. like there's, every a, song. there's a lyrical thing in in uh, Save the Children. At night he cries and day he dreams that someday he be dead and gone. That was being able to sing that lyric with this gentleman playing bass behind me. Uh, was an incredible lyric to me because it's a lyric that I've always remembered. Um, that song in itself is an anthem to people who have hardships. Uh, and, and, it, and it's a very emotional tune. And um, it's kind of interesting that you said that how you live that kind of, that point, yeah. you know, and uh, how you captivated that, the essence of yeah. that. Yeah, because when you write a song, you should write it when you feel it, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've written a song when I was having a nervous breakdown one time. And I, they played it here, Chabot College. Played Excellent. It. it was an accident, but, you know, I, I was not feeling good those days, mm -hmm. and I decided to write a song. Why? Because mm -hmm. that's the same kind of advice they give to all the kids that I help, you know. Mm -hmm. if, oh, oh, something happens, something's happened. Get in there and write right now. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't feel... No, 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 no. Get in there and write. And even when someone's parents passes away, mm -hmm. well, my dad, well, he would want you to use the gift that came out of him. It is a gift. You know, and if you write the songs when you're feeling them, then they're mm -hmm. genuine. Mm -hmm. It comes through the heart and, and you know, you, you're you over there. I'd be crying and dripping and mm -hmm. writing, but like that song in my head, it's the title of the CD. I was having a nervous breakdown. I snapped out of it to set up the camera and start recording. And then a guy came over named Mike Bryson who was working here as a disc jockey, mm -hmm. came to pick up a song previously that I forgot all about he was coming. That's how bad I was feeling. Mm -hmm. I'm getting on the radio today, I forgot. Mm -hmm. So I put the new song on the same CD. When he tested the CD, he liked the second song. I just finished it. And within six hours of me finishing the song, it was already on the radio. And I didn't have a nervous breakdown anymore. I felt great. I almost broke my back because I was in the bathtub and I tried to push record on the tape, but it was upside down. So while I was laughing on the ground, naked, okay, here we go. Now we got to say everything. Yeah, but the song came out good, and that's the title of the CD, and that's how it really happened. You know, it's kind of interesting to see how you got uh, ways to grab onto concepts of music. You also do in your production company, you also do music videos. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. And how do you do this? Is it, is it you? Or I've watched a few of your videos. Tell me how you do that, how you set up. And Everything I do is like on an accident, okay? I'm at work, and uh, I had a song called Butcher I wrote about O.J. Simpson. Mm -hmm. And I was... I interesting was, number, interesting concept. Yeah, Butcher, I watched every, I had a tape of every day, of every uh, court date, which was a year and something, mm -hmm. except for eight days I went on tour with a band called Testament in New York, mm -hmm. and uh, I didn't watch it then. Mm -hmm. But I decided to write a song about it, and I was going to put all the scenes from the murders and all that, mm -hmm. and while I was doing the video, I couldn't do it, mm -hmm. because I felt like a hypocrite. Mm -hmm. uh, like, Blame, you know, tell, tell the truth, do this, that, I put one um, scene of the bloody glove in there. But while I was at work, a guy that didn't like me too much, and I guess I didn't like him too much, <laughs> I decided to ask him if he liked the song, mm -hmm. because I knew he would tell the truth, mm -hmm. you know. And he liked it, and he's, he's the one that said, let's make a uh, video. Mm -hmm. I said, sure. He said he had the cameras. Mm -hmm. His name's Don Pape. Mm -hmm. We went down to Soundwave Studios in Oakland. Yes. And we, I hired uh, Bob Coons, who's great guitar player. Mm -hmm. he, he's in my band, Alter the King, who we got signed with in 1995 mm -hmm. on Rock the Nation's label and went to Journey Studio and recorded our first CD. Mm -hmm. And then I got Mike Bryson, who was the disc jockey here. Mm -hmm. He played the drums mm -hmm. for $40. I tried to give them the royalties from the, CD, the DVD, but they just wanted the cash. Mm -hmm. So we made the DVD. Uh, we shot it there, and uh, Greg King just happened to walk by, which mm -hmm. put him in the video. Mm -hmm. Testament, uh, Chuck Billy just happened to be there with Eric Peterson. So they got it. The video people met them and they were all excited and it turned out to be great. And mm -hmm. 
I made a few thousand dollars off it. Now, let me ask you this. Is there a way that people could still see that anywhere sure. on your link? Mm -hmm. It would be on your and your website. All the time, yes. Okay. And the song again is, once again, is... Butcher. What is it? It's Butcher. the first video I ever made, and it went rather well. And, the, and on the credits, there's at least 300 people. Oh, I love it. And that's why I think I sold a lot of copies, mm -hmm. because all the people that were on the credits were thinking, well, you thought of me? I'm going, yeah, I did. So, I always wanted to do that, put all my friends on. Exactly. That, and that's, I, that's, that's your kindness in your heart. Yeah, it's just a great thing. You know, you always dream of that. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Sure. Always want to give... The credits. Always want to give that. A, you know, you also promote <laughs> shows and you scout talent. You were telling mm -hmm. me when before we walked into the television studio today, you were helping out some kids, tell them that you always are kind of a very uh, an emotional, but also a very person that always has a, a big soul, Tony. Tell me, what, 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 how do you do, how do you interacting with children? What, what, what's the deal? I don't helping say it guys? that way, but, you know, having been on the streets, mm -hmm. you know, I can feel them, you know, mm -hmm. kids... You know, they find it hard to talk to um, adults sometimes, even their own. But when you play music like I do, and you've been from the streets, and you talk to them about what they're going through before they tell you, mm -hmm. they send to give you a little bit of a trust and a chance, you know. Mm -hmm. So I like that part. That's what Save the Children is all about. And plus, mm -hmm. there was that uh, organization called Save the Children back then, you know, to adopt kids, exactly. which I did for a little while, too, which I realized that I don't... I, I stopped doing it because I didn't really know where the money was going. I didn't really know. But mm -hmm. the whole hook, save the children, you know. Mm -hmm. The hook is...